This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Empire. Protective headgear has become mandatory at NFL training camps. And so some doctors and other people came to us back in 2010 and said, hey, can we create a soft-sided football helmet? And needed us to create the foam, a skin foam for the exterior of the helmet. That's Lee Hansen. He and wife Aaron founded Guardian Caps, the standard protective device worn by all NFL teams to protect against head injury. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. When we first spoke to Aaron and Lee Hansen, Guardian Caps were starting to make their way through collegiate programs. The NFL has prioritized player safety, especially head injury, so the incorporation of the device over the helmet was logical and is now mandatory. But it isn't quite stylish enough to be worn in games or be a substitute that replaces existing helmets. Not yet, at least. Our guests this week are Aaron and Lee Hansen, the owners of Guardian Caps. And if you've been paying attention during NFL training camps and video that comes out of camps, you will notice the soft shells that are worn over all of the football helmets across the league, mainly by the NFL linemen, to try to avoid head injury. Thank you both for joining us, your repeat guest, and we, we want to get caught up here on where the business is. Thank you both for being here. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us. You know, I think the last time we spoke, and we'll talk about the product in a minute, um, it was on college campuses. And I think only a couple of NFL teams at that point had really kind of given it a run. It's now being used throughout the NFL. So can you kind of take me through where Guardian Caps was and, and where you are now? Sure. Sure. We're on, you know, the vast majority of the Power 5 teams now. You know, thousands of high schools and youth teams. So, you know, our main focus when we launched the company was those young developing brains and making sure we took all of the accumulation of those impacts off the guys. But what we soon found out is the younger guys only want to do what the bigger guys are doing. So, you know, it started really filtering down from those college programs. So we have, you know, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, you know, Every, every major power five team. Yeah, almost every power five team is using them now. And so we were as shocked as anybody, you know, when the NFL even considered using the cap. I think we had um, we had entered the Head Health Tech Challenge that the NFL put out in 2017, and we won that challenge. And so there was testing that year. NFL still wasn't ready for it. And then just last year, I guess 2022, they they decided to mandate it. So we we found out. We're on our way home from church <laughs> and, uh, on Sunday, and uh, it's like one one o'clock, and we get a phone call from the NFL saying, "Hey, uh, we're having a meeting down in uh, what is it? Uh, They're meeting Florida. in Florida, and they said if we choose to mandate, would you have inventory to supply? And we're thinking, well, well, sure, we'll make that happen. 
Yeah. yeah. Always first. <laughs> I think we out do it. So I think what they were waiting for, Brian, was they were waiting to see that the, the data from all of those teams. I mean, we, we've been on Clemson, I think this is our 11th year. And so they interviewed all of those teams, right? They went and they, they looked at um, injury rates and player feedback and coach feedback and all of that. They really did their homework. They did a deep dive in all the, the metrics and everything else and found out if it was working and not working, and then they sure. before they put on their multi-million dollar athletes, they want to make sure it was right. And so. they and they had you know they the testing that they did in 2017 showed a real benefit at the speeds for high school and college players. And they asked you know as we were innovating if we would be able to beef it up a little bit for the NFL speed. And so that's what the NFL is wearing now. Lee, if you'll take that one off. The NFL has a little bit more, it has a little bit more padding on the inside. Yeah. So the one that we have for the high school and youth and college players is about seven ounces. It looks deceptively heavy. It's not. It's extremely light, so it's less than half a pound. The NFL version is a little bit beefier. That thing's like 11 point something ounces. It's about four, four or five ounces. More, which is really nothing. Not not a lot, but we still don't want it on the little guys. So we show it on our website just to let people know that there is a difference. But we won't sell that on the website because I don't want a mom of an eight-year-old to put something heavier on her head than she needs it, her child's head than they need to. So tell me about the data that you're showing from the use of guardian caps in practice across the board in football. Cause you know, when the football world started to take very seriously and study head injuries and concussions, I think they did find that a lot of them were happening in practice. And so can you talk a little bit about what you've learned through the years with the use of your products to avoid head injury? I think that what we started out is we wanted to test to make sure that certainly we could help, but definitely do no harm. So what we started out doing is making sure that the product was light enough, you know, wouldn't add too much weight to the neck. We were showing in, in laboratory data that it was reducing up to a third of all of those that those hits that the little guys were taking, high school guys. Yeah, were taking, high school. Uh, up to a third of that impact, and we knew that you, that accumulates over time, right? And so it's not just the concussion issue. It's, it's helmet to knees and ribs and it's fingers getting caught between two helmets. You know, if a quarterback goes to throw and he hits this thing, you know, your hand isn't getting injured. Where if I hit a hard shell helmet, I'm going to crack my, I'm going to crack my, my hand. So it was just taking the impact off of all of those hits. So we had a lot of the laboratory data, and then eventually, you know, that translated into field data, right? Because you've got, now you've got 11 years behind you of all of these teams wearing the cap. And every year, we, we would sit there and ask the coaches, say, how, how was the results? And we've never published this, but over and over and over again, we get all these emails and phone calls in saying, Hey, our concussions have gone down. Uh, All the injury rates are going down, and that's anecdotal, right? So you you can't put that in print somewhere, and you don't want to give this false reassurance that this thing's going to keep you concussion-proof, because it's not. I mean, you can hit a player in the chest and they can concuss. Yeah. You know? So we we tried to do a slow, responsible growth, but but the NFL, what the NFL has done, now they they can produce that kind of data because they're filming every practice, they're keeping metrics, 
And so it was exciting last year when they reported that their concussion rate after mandating the cap dropped more than 50%. Yeah. You know, that's what we've seen all along, but couldn't claim it. <laughs> but the NFL wants to claim it. That's awesome. Yeah. That, that's, that's really pretty exciting stuff. That's, that's a huge drop. Um, remind our listeners, how did you get into this? Why did this become something you pursued? Uh, well, I mean, we've got a science and technology company. Uh, we've been around for 27 years as the Hansen Group. So we, we solve a lot of uh, technical and material science problems for companies like 3M Corporation, BASF, uh, the military, uh, transportation. So we, we develop a lot of uh, uh, products for a lot of other companies. And so some doctors and other people came to us back in 2010 and said, hey, can we create a soft-sided football helmet and needed us to create the foam, a skinned foam for the exterior of the helmet. We did and brought it to the market, but the market wasn't ready for that. And so we left uh, the meeting on Park Avenue and said, you know what? What we need is a one-size-fits-all low that everybody can use. We wanted to retrofit any helmet out there. I didn't want coaches to have to go in and say, I've got to get rid of all my helmets and buy all new. You know, that's cost prohibitive in most programs. They're already buying cleats and shoulder pads, and there's so much equipment cost involved in football. How can we, how can they affordably retrofit what they already have? Yeah. And so that's, that's kind of how we did it. The Hanson Group side, you know, we do material science work. It's like Lee said, you know, the coding for the, Max fly golf ball, the vice golf ball. We do cool stuff, but it's all B2B. And so for us to launch a company direct to consumer is something that, quite frankly, we were not as thrilled about doing. You know, that's kind of scary for us. We, we tried to sell it to other companies first. Oh. And Lee and I were finally in that we raised five children. The kids were launched. We were to the point where we were like, hey, we might actually take a vacation alone. <laughs> and what we quickly found out is if we weren't going to do it, it wasn't going to get done. And it quite frankly felt like it was a calling that if we could make a difference, we have responsibility to do that. And so, you know, you start something and you start from scratch and it was very humbling for a very long time, and it's exciting to see the difference in that and how much we've been able to help over time. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. I am the play-by-play voice of the Commanders, so, you know, it's hard to miss. There's the Guardian caps on the Commanders players as they're out there, and I'm seeing it uh, around the league. Um, I did see an interview with Dr. Alan Sills, who's the chief medical officer of the NFL, where he was asked point blank, do you believe this is something that will be utilized in games? 
Um, and he said no. So what what is your sense of what the future could be for Guardian Caps in-game? That's an interesting question. I know that a lot of youth leagues wear them in games. I know that there's high schools that are now wearing them in scrimmages, seven-on-seven. Um, a couple, you know, a couple teams have players that are on return-to-play protocols that will wear them in games. It just depends state to state and what their regulations are. We we have a better looking design. I know there's a lot of focus on dear God if this thing wasn't so ugly, maybe it would be. <laughs> but we do have a better looking design with that you're able to logo and using games that'll be coming out probably in December. Mm-hmm. So you know maybe we just honestly we're thrilled to be helping even in the week during practice and never. It was hard enough to get players to change the look of football. Football is a pretty sad thing. And so we thought, you know what, the one thing we're not going to do is try to mess with game day. We're going to get so much pushback, we're not going to be able to help at all. So if we can help in that week that they're practicing and we can get them healthy to game day, that's something. It's not everything, but it's something. And so that's kind of, that's always been our focus. I think what we did is we changed the mechanics of uh, head self-safety. Back in the 1950s, John Riddell came out with a plastic football helmet. People thought it was ridiculous. Nobody wanted to wear it. Now it's the, the standard. Yeah. What we've come out now is it's not just a hard shell, but you got to have something that absorbs that energy and decouple from the shell so it moves when you hit it. you got a little bit of movement to it when it hits, and that's the new standard. That's going to be the new standard of helmet safety. I so it's like the MIPS. You've heard of MIPS systems out there. This is the myths for the outside of the helmet. Yeah, so it, it reduces the impact. That's important. But like Lee said, it moves independently, floating on top of the helmet, so it redirects that energy around the helmet. Yeah. And we feel like that's pretty dang important. And then it insulates the helmet. So the silver cap, you know, in those those high sunny areas, they're keeping the helmet about about twenty something degrees cooler inside. Um. So uh, obviously, the helmet and the look is the branding of the NFL. It's important. It needs to look a certain way. Um, This may be an extremely naive question, but why couldn't the Guardian cap go on the inside of the hard shell? It's that that movement. It's science. It's science. You want to have that uh, decelerate the impact before it gets out because the helmet is tight against the head. So think of it as an extension of your skull. What you want is something that's outside the skull that absorbs that energy before it distributes into it and moves the force around the head. So it's, it has to be on the outside to work. I mean, they've, they've made helmets with all different types of interior padding, and it does good. And they've done a lot better than they used to be. But this is the next level. The next level is you have to have that dip system on the outside. I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's more of a common sense thing. I mean, if somebody's going to come at you for full force into your knee, yeah. you're going to want that to be padded. Right, right. And they've had everything else. I mean, they've had the goalpost on the outside. If you've had the goalpost on the inside, it's not going to be a hell of beans to you hitting it at full force. Yeah. But if you, you know, they're padding absolutely everything. except NASCAR and all those, yeah. everything around NASCAR, everything's padded. So, sure. So, um, obviously, the NFL is using it. The Power Five is using it. It sounds like initially the mission was to help with youths and to avoid concussions and head injury with youths. Um, As you know, participation went down after all of the news and information about head injuries, specifically in the sport of football. Um, 
as part of this mission of what you're doing is part of this to try to help the sport get participation back up. Well, I mean, we, I certainly am a you know, lover of the sport. You know, I, I know what it, my personal story is that, you know, my grandfather was a coal miner in Ohio, right? West Virginia. And so football for my family took my dad, who was one of eight kids, to a full ride to Purdue and on to get his master's and totally changed the, the, you know, the trajectory of my family's history. So not only do I think there are so many valuable lessons in football, but I think it can be a life changer. So I love the sport of football. I just wanted it to be played in a safer, in a way that's as safe as possible. And I think rule changes are important. And I think technique is important. But it doesn't mean we can't address the equipment as well. And so, yeah, you know, if this helps parents to feel more comfortable, if, if this helps if this helps the, the young guys get to that point where they can play high school and, and on to college, that's awesome. Yeah, and we've got programs out there, youth programs like AYL, American Youth Football. They, they're promoting it to all their – got a million kids out there, and they're promoting it for their whole programs to start using it. So they see it. It's being adopted. People are seeing it, the benefit, and just word of mouth is spreading. Are you all using any tracking technology to monitor the level of hits, the ferocity of the hits, or player movement speed? Or is is that capable to be implemented in what you're putting on a helmet right now? We have people that you know have Riddell Insight helmets that you know they'll see a difference in certainly the the impact of hits. There, there's you know mouth guards. I mean, the NFL is keeping track of all of that. Our goal with this thing is just to make it as inexpensive as possible. You know, with teams, youth teams, we'll get it down to 50 bucks, and it lasts for five years. Yeah. So you got a kid paying 10 bucks a year for it. We didn't want to add all of that technology. That's for somebody else to do. We're just trying to make it affordable. Um, all right, last thing. Um, I know this isn't the only thing that Guardian does. You want to share some of the other technologies, specifically in sports, that you, you work on? Sure. Sure. So our son was, you know, played high school football, and that's that's when we first started really getting diving into head safety. And then he became a lacrosse goalie. So you know, that's probably not where you want your son is in the, you know, in the goal and, and having a projectile thrown at him at, you know, ninety something miles an hour. So we looked at the lacrosse ball and said, you know, why are these things being made out of rubber from Asia? And they get hard over time, just like your car tires. Why in the heck don't we make those out of a better material? So Lee went back into the lab. Lee's a chemical engineer. Like he said, we've got all the scientists on the, on the Hanson side. And so they made a urethane ball that never hardens, never greases up, never, you know, your car tires get slick over time. Yeah. Everything never greases. The players like it because it's grippy and it's consistent. And we like it because it never hardens because they're not getting hit with a cue ball at 90-something miles an hour. Huh. So that pearl crossball is made here in our factory in Atlanta. Yeah, the pearl crossball is really cool. That the NCAA National Championship this year, all the teams that were out there, they brought their pearl bucket out on the field to practice before warm up with. So it's, it's become the number one ball yeah. in uh, lacrosse in the so U.S. really proud of that. And then, and then we took a look at the rubber infill that's being used on the playing field. And you have the black rubber pellets that fly out of your shoes. Yeah, yes. And we didn't understand why we're you know, taking it. It's like somebody said, hey, what are we going to do with all these tires that you change every four years from your cars? We don't want them in landfills. And somebody said, you know what? I think we'll grind them up, 
and put them on playing fields for kids, which made no sense to us. You know, they get hot attacks. They're full of gross Lots chemicals. Of chemicals. And so, again, we went into the lab and created a guardian infill that's like a, it's a bio-based infill that keeps the field, what, 30? 20, 28 to 30 degrees cooler. So oh. it's pumped air. We put about 30% air into it. It locks in. We got a special um, um, sizes where it locks together. You don't get splash. You don't see the splash coming up. I mean, to keep the field 28 degrees cooler. If you've been anywhere, Texas, Georgia, Florida, anywhere during the hot summers, those fields are hot. They are really, really hot. And ours, our stays with no watering. It stays 28 degrees cooler than a rubber. Field. And it's just it's a cool, clean buy. Yeah, you know, it's a corn and soy based product. Yeah. So the rubber infill, the guys are out on a tractor putting it down in hazmat suits with a respirator, and then an hour later, kids are playing on it, and that makes no sense. And so we're just trying to make a cleaner infill. Well, so and this year, I think um, in December we should be launching a hockey size guardian cap. They'll oh. fit hockey helmets. Lots of write-ins from people asking for something for hockey. So yeah. we said we can do that. There's a lot of head injury in hockey. All right. Well, since you mentioned the fields, though, all right, I'll, I'll let you go on this then. Um, as you know, the players complain about the artificial turf consistently. And last year, it was fever-pitched because there tended to be a lot of injuries that occurred on artificial turf. So you can you fix the whole field? <laughs> we, we have partners that we work with uh, on that, and a lot of it has to do with what the players want safety-wise and what they want performance-wise. And if you make a field that's a little bit softer for safety, they don't get the speed of performance they get. And so the key is balancing. we got a partner we're working with right now that has a system that is going to hopefully give them exactly what they want. It's, everybody says you need to go back to grass. Grass doesn't necessarily mean safer. It depends on what kind of dirt you use. I mean, grass up in New Jersey in December is not very soft. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> it's just frozen. Uh, so we do have systems that we're working on with people to, to put a, a, a harder pad that will absorb the energy, but then it's got a woven uh, uh, turf together with our infill. So, so we started. There. We started with the turf ram and we're working our way backwards. Okay. On the Hanson side, we've already got turf kits that we use to repair fields that set them just like that so they're not, they cut for logos and stuff. They don't have to leave it out to cure 24 hours a day. It just locks up and cures. So we've been working with the turf industry for a long time, but this is, yeah. Yeah, it's, we see a problem and yeah. we, go find, we go find a solution. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll catch up with you again if you could solve that one next. Aaron and Lee Hansen are the owners of Guardian and the Guardian Cap. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank, Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On the next Future Sport Podcast, technology is changing how you will get and pay for products at games. Well, so we use what we call computer vision, which is basically a setup of cameras that are able to see just like a human's able to see. So what we say is that if a human can tell the difference between products from about two feet away, the machine will be able to differentiate as well. 
That's Jack Hogan, the vice president of strategic partnerships at Mashkin. They're hoping to alter the concession line to make it almost non-existent. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.